This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome back to BeckQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Aaron Hawksworth, Jim Rodriguez with you. And joining us now on the phone, sports and betting analyst for MSG Network. You can follow him on Twitter at Chicago Flow, Sean Little. And Sean, I want to ask you about the NBA. Got to get into KD. Luca, look at tonight's card. But first, my co-host today, J-Rod, he needs to talk to you about a game you were on last night. Yeah, Sean, I I was doing some research and development on your uh, Twitter page, and obviously your Twitter page is Chicago Flow. You're a Chicago guy. You were on DePaul during the Big East tournament. Crazy ending to that game. You were going wild. I was loving not only the game, but I was loving your reactions to DePaul squeaking out a win yesterday. J-Rod, that might be the best basketball game I've watched all year. (laughs) DePaul Seton Hall, absolute thriller. I never thought those two words would come out of my mouth, but it was an absolute must-watch. I hope some people caught it. But, yeah, DePaul came through, plus uh, plus four and a half, ended up cashing. It was um, some of the worst basketball I've ever watched, but it was beautiful at the same time. <laughs> and, 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 now, and, now, and now they got Xavier, so you on DePaul, are you on DePaul again or what? <laughs> I think that's what I think last night's where I draw the line. They they got a W. They they had some fun, made some noise in the garden. They um they got the win. I can't back them against Xavier. The number's eleven right now. Xavier's favorite minus eleven. Um, I'm gonna have to stay stay clear. My Chicago boys did what they needed to do. They got a W in the garden. They could tell their friends and family that the rest of their life. No DePaul money line? All right, I get you. Let's talk about the NBA. Some very huge blow to the Phoenix Suns. Fans are waiting for the KD home debut, and here he is slipping in pregame warm-ups. I mean, I can't get a timeline on this officially, but I've read everything from maybe a game or two Maybe he'll be back, or it could be a grade two sprain. Not only will he miss the rest of the regular season, but he could even miss the start of the playoffs. Sean, this is wild. What's your assessment of what's going on here with KD and the Suns? Yeah, massive story, right? We've been waiting to see KD suits up. He suits up. They can't lose. They cover the number every game he plays, and then a fluke injury essentially happens in the pregame warm-up where he turns his left ankle. Now, where it gets kind of interesting is after he turned it, he continued to warm up as if he was going to play. And he looked solid. It wasn't like he was laboring too, too much, right? 
initially it looked like it was more just like a precautionary thing, like, hey, no need to risk it. You turned it. Let's just sit you for the night. Now the reports come out that he could potentially be out for a while. Hopefully, mm-hmm. you know, those aren't founded. He he didn't look too bad right after the fact. So, But a grade two sprain is a grade two sprain, and it might hold him out. I think they're going to be very careful. But as we've seen a lot of times in this situations in the NBA where superstars come together, no matter who they are, and I know KD as, is as plug and play as any superstar in the NBA, you still need those games under your belt from a chemistry standpoint. So hopefully he could get back, play a, at least four or five before they get into the playoffs in round one. That's wild, man. Talk about some crazy luck, man. Now, okay, so, Sean, you said it was unexpected for, you know, a, a Seton Hall-DePaul game. If I told you in the middle of March – the New York Knicks and the Sacramento Kings would be the game of the night. Unbelievable basketball happening in cow country. The Knicks and the Kings, unbelievable game. The Knicks plus two and a half tonight. What is going on in New York City basketball? Absolutely must-see TV tonight, Knicks and Sacramento <laughs> Kings. That's exactly what it is. And if you were to told me that before the season started, that – They'd be, they'd be flexing the Knicks into a TNT Thursday so Shaq, Kenny, and the, and the gang and Barkley could talk about it and break it down and be a part of that Thursday TNT doubleheader. I would have told you you were a liar, flat out. But the Knicks <laughs> have been playing absolutely sensational hoops. They got caught up in a classic trap game in the NBA on Tuesday against the Hornets. They're coming off two massive wins against Miami, and then Boston in double overtime. Then they had one game on a Tuesday, and then they were going right back out west to play Sacramento. It was almost like the game was an afterthought. It was like, hey, come home, pack a few more things, run a couple errands. Oh, and by the way, you play Charlotte tonight. So they got caught up in that. Now they have a must-see game against Sacramento. Um, It's going to be a really interesting game. The line actually got up to Sacramento minus four last night. And then now this morning it's back down to two and a half. People came in and took those points with the Knicks. Jalen Brunson is still questionable, I believe. Mm-hmm. They may announce he, he'll he'll be in the lineup, so that's maybe why the number is moved. Double check on that before you take the game. But they've been must see must see TV the the last few weeks, months. So you could say since the turn of the year, the Knicks have been playing incredible ball. And also the Sacramento Kings are now up to two in the West, so they have been playing yep. absolutely incredible. They defensively, they're not going to give you much resistance. So that'll be interesting to see what the Knicks do with that. But they're going to try to get up and down and outrun you off the floor. It's going to be a fun game tonight. Total sits at 238.5. Ah, uh, Sean, these are both my teams. I got futures on both. I am so excited. I'm looking at the props market. Sabonis is my guy. He's He was a double-double machine when he was on the Pacers. He goes to the Kings. I was looking at him for a triple-double. I was looking at his stats versus the Knicks since he joined the Kings, and he has two triple-doubles against them, and you could find it at 9-1. to one. Can I interest you in a DeMontis Sabonis triple-double tonight? <laughs> you could definitely – that definitely piques my interest, and no question, because <laughs> – the, the, the special thing about Sabonis is he kind of just does whatever needs to be done on a possession by possession. He's not out there to score. Like, there's guys on the Kings roster, Barnes, Fox, in, in, in a way. Malik Monk is there 
purely to get baskets. And Sabonis has embraced the role because, remember, when he was in Indiana, he was the guy, and he was looking mm-hmm. to score 20, 22, 23 points a night. Now I'll have single I'll, – I'll score eight points, have 10 rebounds, 11 assists, as long as we're competing and getting a slot. This is going to be an up-and-down game. I, I, I would take a little nibble, a little coffee money on a triple-double <laughs> for Sabonis. Why not? I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I like it. Coffee money. I I like it. All right, my friend. So, sure. So... We talked about the Kings. They have caught and passed uh, the Memphis Grizzlies, who are dropping fast. Obviously, the whole John Morant situation. Stephen Adams says, y'all need to behave yourselves on the road. They're back home tonight, Sean, hosting the Warriors. And to tell you how bad it is for the Grizzlies, the Warriors, who are awful on the road. What are they, 7-27? and And it's the Warriors laying two and a half what is going on? Can Memphis, can they right the ship over there? Yeah, I mean, they've shown over and over again that they can win games without John Morant. We saw it last year. They were like something ridiculous, like a 70-plus percent clip without John Morant. They can get it done. Tyus Jones is the reason for that. He is a starting point guard on a lot of NBA teams. He's probably, without a doubt, the best backup point guard, if you want to call him that, in the NBA I think it's interesting because Memphis is absolutely lights out at the grindhouse in Memphis, and then when they go on the road, they are terrible. And it's the exact same situation with the Golden State Warriors. So both teams are terrible on the road. Now, this guy named Steph Curry is now back in the fold, hit 10, hit 10 threes the other night. But like you were saying, the Grizzlies 11-21 and 21 against the spread on the road this season. The Warriors on the flip side are 9-23 and 23 against the spread on the road. So if, if Steph – but a lot of those games are without Steph Curry. Now, if Steph feels like pulling the guys along on the road, they could get a W in Memphis potentially. This is going to be a really good game. This is a classic game that I would stay away from. A lot of variables where Steph is just getting back in the fold, but they're on the road. They've been terrible. And then now Memphis, they're dealing with the John Morant, a lot of noise around yeah. the team, but they've been lights out at home. But also Golden State's now pushing 
for the playoffs. So it's like a very should be a very tight game. This is a game I would look elsewhere for action if I needed it. I don't know if you heard, but it appears Fred Van Fleet doesn't like Ben Taylor. <laughs> uh, what was your take on this? Because he went off. Is there any merit to that, or is he just frustrated? Uh, my take is that's going to be 50000 I think. <laughs> that's the, that's yep. the max they can find you without the, the PA getting involved. And I think he's going to get all 50000 of that fine from – uh, the league. Now we've seen Draymond get twenty five thousand. We've seen guys get dinged fifteen. But there was a lot of expletives in that rant. Fred Van Vliet was not happy. Um, that's uh, my initial thought. Like after the first fifteen seconds, and I was like, "Yeah, that's about fifty thousand. He's gonna be. He's gonna be feeling. <laughs> he's gonna get a check, uh, a little notice in his locker in the next couple of days from the league." But I don't know, man. I is it warranted? I, I'd have to go back and like look at the individual instances, but. It's clear that Fred does not enjoy Ben Taylor's way of officiating, and he feels like he's being targeted. And it's one of those yeah. things where sometimes you just got to get that off your chest. And if you saw the clip, Fred was very calm when he was going through, like, what happened. It wasn't like he was up in arms and super animated. He just kind of was fed up and was like, yeah, Ben Taylor is not doing a great job. I don't appreciate Ben Taylor. Every time I get teched, it's from Ben Taylor. And I'm going to let you guys know that Ben Taylor doesn't know what he's doing. And I'll take the fine, whatever number it is. And I think it'll be 50000 <laughs> <laughs> he, he earned every nickel of that. I'll tell you, he was going to get his money's worth. Uh, Sean, uh, I'm a West Coast guy living in Miami. So I, I have to have my obligatory Laker question. LeBron, you know, kind of resting a little bit, getting well, getting ready for the playoff run. The Lakers have started to climb a little bit. They're in the play-in game right now. What's the future of the Lakers? Where do you see them? Can they make a run? Man, I have a crazy friend that has – you'll appreciate this, Aaron. He has two tickets parlayed, the Knicks to win the East and the Lakers to win the West. It's like 50 bucks to win like 80000 or something. <laughs> so if, if he's listening, he would appreciate – he wants the Lakers to make a run. But, I mean, we know the key to the Lakers, right? We know what we're going to get with LeBron James. If Anthony Davis is going to play the way he's been playing the last couple of games, he had 24 boards the other night, was absolutely dominant. That's always been the question. If Anthony Davis can play like that, this is a top four team in the West probably. He hasn't been around. There's been a lot of different things going on this year with injuries, LeBron missing games, Anthony Davis missing games, pre-trade, post-trade, where they added a bunch of different guys. This team, is, I believe, is going to make the playoffs. There's still numbers out there that are still some value available for those guys to make. I think they're going to be in the play-in, and they're going to win their games in the play-in, and then they'll be in the playoffs. And, I mean, I, I, I hate this cliche, this cliche saying of, like, you don't want to see the Lakers in the playoffs in the first round. But <laughs> LeBron's healthy, Anthony Davis is healthy, and those new yeah. guys are continuing to get experience together. You don't want to see those guys. I think they make the playoffs. Listen, tell your friend I said what's up because I, too, had a Lakers future for the West and the championship. Cash those bad boys out last week. I got scared, but I'm with you on the cliche. Who wants to play LeBron and AD in the playoffs? Nobody. And that's why I took a flyer on them, and then I started to think to myself, 
yeah, I'm going to cash this out mm -hmm. while I still am being offered <laughs> some money. Let's take a look at another game here. What about Nets at Bucks? I'm seeing Nets uh, 11 and a half point favorites. Do you think they can cover here? That feels a little heavy to me, right? Like, I know mm -hmm. Giannis has been taking a game off here and there. 12 points is a big number. Now, I will say this. It really feels like now that Milwaukee has a two-game, game-and-a-half lead in the East, they're going to try to close out the season extremely strong and lock up that number one seed. We know what happened last year. Even though they didn't have Chris Middleton, they still could have won that series. They end up losing game six in Milwaukee versus the Celtics. And then it kind of felt like a foregone conclusion, like, all right, we're going to Boston for game seven without Middleton. This is going to be a really tough game to win, and they couldn't get it done. They're going to try to go out and get that number one seed in the East, have home court advantage with Middleton back. They now add Crowder. They're going to be going for it. Now, the Nets are really interesting because Jacques Vaughn gets the extension, right? So he is not worried about job security. So I believe his number one priority is to figure out which players he has that he's going to want on the roster next year. There's a joke me and my guys are saying, like, they have – 15 wings shout out my guy Jay money and they're all flats like 15 wings all flats they have a ton of guys on the perimeter that they're trying to figure out and get through and they're trying to decide who they're going to have on the roster next year I don't think the Nets priority is winning games they're more evaluating the talent and the players they have on the roster and those are the type of guys I want to avoid backing if I can 12 seems heavy I would more look to the over 232 if I wanted action on that game I love it. That was Sean Little of MSG Network. You can follow him on Twitter at Chicago Flow. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Up next, a little World Baseball Classic. I know the fellas on the Twitch chat have hit some bets already. We had some early action. That's next on the BetQL Network.